0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode
1: of Elbow's Tight Podcast. i host, Travis and John. John, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, two days since we last trained, so my body's starting to feel <coughs> normal. How you doing? Uh, I was hurting a little bit after we did back-to-back days.
0: It was, what, Wednesday, Thursday we did? Yeah, I mean, days. I, our
1: goal was two days, right? So we had to yeah. stick to
0: it. I know, in the beginning of the year you don't want to you don't want to abandon your your goals.
1: <laughs> I mean, not in the first week for sure. Not
0: not not within the first <laughs> week. Yeah, absolutely. So John and I went we we on Tuesday we didn't go because I don't remember why we didn't go. Um, but we didn't go Tuesday and then it was it was family, family prevented us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wednesday we're like we have to go. We have to go on Wednesday. So we went Wednesday and then We're like, okay, now we have to go Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. Two days back-to-back was was a a little bit of a rough one. So I don't know how people do it at at our age, you know,
1: because I'm up there also. We're going to build up to it. Next week's going to be four days, and I'm going to say that now, so I have to do it. Yeah, put it out in
0: the universe, because I'm definitely not doing that. Yeah, you are. We'll see. You'll get three for sure. No, Maybe, no. I mean, I was, well, if I don't work Saturday, I'll probably go Saturday and that counts, right? Does that count?
1: Yeah, yeah. Saturday would count for sure. Okay,
0: so that's 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 where we're at now. Training at the beginning of the year is always hard, especially because you're coming back from taking time off or doing stuff with the family, going on vacation or something, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's nice to to be back on the mats.
1: So Yeah, do you think we should uh, talk about some problems or some difficulties people might have on starting jiu-jitsu?
0: Yeah, so to John great segue that's why you're the co-host of the best uh uh, practitioner or beginning practitioner podcast out there (laughs) yes yes uh today uh first let's get into our beverages of the day i have the uh ghost swedish fish if you guys can see (laughs) it sounds horrible it's delicious the ghost swedish fish energy drink zero calories which is great no sorry five calories um so it doesn't really break my fast which is why i drink them and then how many grams Probably like 200. 200. 200. Yeah, yeah, 200 milligrams of caffeine in this little can. I love Swedish Fish. They're the best candy in the
1: world. So that's why I drink this. What do you have, John? I have Celsius, um, Sparkling Cola. I don't drink soda. Uh, Pretty much I just drink water, coffee, uh, and beer, wine, and whiskey. So, (laughs) But I love this thing. It's Sparkling Cola. They're hard to find. I can only find it at one store. I find the other flavors everywhere. But this one's nice, man. It's like pretty healthy. No, uh, corn syrup, no aspartame, no preservatives. It's pretty good, and it's two hundred milligrams of caffeine.
0: We used to drink them when we were in San Diego, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We, there was a, a gas station or a, a little convenience store next to John's apartment, and uh, we would go there and get two or three of them and take them to work. And uh, John would
1: complain because some of them would make him have to poop. Yeah, yeah, they're great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend drinking it like right before class. You know, maybe an hour before. Yeah,
0: but it, so that's our beverages of the day. Uh, like John alluded to before, that we want to go over. This is gonna be a two part series, and we want to go over what is it? Six things that are intimidating that can be intimidating when you first start off in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. John, and I have experienced, you know, almost all. I mean, yeah, I would say all, all six of them. Um, you know, because when you're starting in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it can be intimidating for many people, especially if it's your very first martial art and you've like never participated in any like contact sport whether it's football hockey uh what are some other ones soccer has a little bit of contact in there they flop pretty good um you know but we're going to list a few challenges that are that new practitioners to bjj can face you know so um we're going to go through 1 through 3 today um maybe maybe yeah we'll go through 1 through 3 today and then um on the next episode we'll go over so what we want to kind of do is we're going to give an overview of what we want to talk about is we'll, we'll, we'll list the fear and then kind of like how John and I overcame it and what we did and um, whether we're still facing
1: it now, you know? Yeah. And I don't think you can necessarily get rid of some of them, but yeah. you can at least mitigate it a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, once again, this is how we've combated them in our years of being in the, the gentle art. That's sometimes not so legit. Gentle gentle. So without any further ado, john what is the first common fear and in
1: Brazilian jiu-jitsu well you know i get this a lot when i talk to people about jiu-jitsu and i'm like hey man you want to come try it out and the, pretty much the first thing they say is like i don't want to get injured yeah and, uh, and that's a real concern right like uh, i mean we've been doing it for years now and i've been injured doing jiu-jitsu yep, you know? me too like some of them are permanent it's never going to get better yep uh but you can mitigate that and i think for one you just got to get in there and you got to do it right and you got to You got to be aware of what's going on. I think you can choose your partners wisely.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, You can prepare yourself for it. You know, it's easier. It's kind of easy for me to say that now because I have no ego when it comes to jiu jitsu. (laughs) That's gone. So, you know, you always hear tap early, tapped off. Yep. uh, I'm almost clairvoyant now. I'll tap before you even get there. Like, (laughs) I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I wrestled. I kind of talk about it a little bit. I wrestled in high school for just one semester, and I don't know what made me want to wrestle, I don't remember, but that was, you know, a a big fear, and I still face it today, like, um, I was JV, I never got to wrestle in any matches, because it just, I wasn't that good, uh, I was good enough to, you know, feel like I would be able to give someone hell in the training room, but, I, I never, I never had any matches, But like a big fear of mine right now is getting injured because, you know, I have two babies. I have a teenager. I have a full-time job. You know, I have all these things that my family relies on me for. And so like the fear of injury is like real for me. That's why I haven't competed yet, too. And it's still probably the number one reason why I haven't competed is because I just there's too much on the line for, for my family if I get injured, right? But the way I mitigate it is I choose my partners wisely. You know, when I first started jujitsu and when you when you guys, I'm sure you guys can agree to this. When you first start jujitsu, you feel like you can't say no to people. Right. Right. You know, that's the first common thing that, you know, people don't want to be rude. If someone asks you to roll, you know, you feel like you are obligated to say yes, whether it's a higher belt or lower belt. Um, But I'm here to tell you right now, that's not the case. Uh, if you do not feel comfortable rolling with someone because of the fear of injury, that is perfectly okay. You can
1: say no to people. I think and, is, is I think the first thing they do is just avert eye contact. Yeah. Right? yeah. Is it like your first step? You're like, no. No. <laughs> then you'll get comfortable, you're like, no, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like there's you know, there are people in our academy that I don't roll with because um maybe later on down the line when they learn to control themselves better. Uh, I'll roll with them. But the problem is, is like, you know, these are big, strong people. You know, I'm a big, strong person too. And I just don't want to deal with that. You know, like um, sometimes I roll with them every once in a while, but it's not like it's a common thing for me. So if you're first starting and you have the fear of injury, uh, whether it's you're afraid you're going to injure yourself or someone else is going to injure you, you know, there are safety protocols out there and things you can do to, to mitigate that, you know, The more you show up, the more you feel comfortable on the mats in the first place. The more you roll, the more you feel comfortable, right, John? And you're less likely to get injured because you'll be able to combat these things as they start happening.
1: Yeah, and I would say listen to your body. Um, Mm, That's a good one. What I used to do a couple years ago, if I was injured, I would just uh, roll anyway. Like, whatever. You know, I'll heal later. Now, if I go to class and, you know, if we've been doing it for an hour and we're doing a lot of positional, that's pretty tough. It almost feels like a roll. Um, if my shoulders are flaring up or if I'm feeling some weakness in the shoulder or something like that, I just, I won't roll at the end of class that would, that would have bothered me a few years ago, but I just think you got to listen to your body and talk to your partner. Let them know if you got something going on, like, Hey man, don't crank on the shoulder, you yeah. know, j- just be open and honest. And you know, if you're going to roll with someone and you're really worried about getting injured, just be defensive. Don't worry about yeah. so much, uh, attacking, just worry about defense and making sure you don't get hurt.
0: And honestly, one of the big, one of the big things that can stop you from getting injured is like John said, tapping early, tapping often the tap is if you're rolling with someone and they don't respect the tap, that's something completely different. But if you are in a position to where you feel you're unsafe or you feel like there might be an injury, you can easily just say, Hey, hold on a second. I need to fix. I need to move this. You know what I mean? Or you could just tap and then restart. You know what I mean? The other night I was rolling with one of uh, our white belts and my toe had got tangled up in his his lapel. And I just stopped him and said, yo, I'm not going to tell you to move your position or anything like that, but my toes are like wrapped up in your lapel. I need to get my toes out of your, your gi before I break a toe. You know what I mean? And we just held in the position for a second. I moved my foot and then we started going right back. You know what I mean? And that could be a difficult thing for you because you could think, you know, oh, this guy's just trying to... Um, he's going to think I'm just trying not to get swept right now, or I'm not trying to get submitted or anything like that. But there's, look, you, in, in the training,
1: you think he's doing the teaching moment, right? Yeah. Before yeah. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but if it, I, I look, I'm not going to get injured for practice. Like if, if I'm going to get injured, it's going to be because of like a competition or something like that. I don't want to get injured. Just going to my Mondays, Thursdays class to the point to where I can't train, right? So this right. this fear of injury is a real thing. It's something that we still go through every day, but you have to be open and honest like John said to your training partners and to yourself. You know, you can't you can't let other people's ideas of how you should be as a practitioner push the way you train. You know what I mean? You can't you can't do that because then you're just going to be one trying to please everyone else. Two, you're going to be putting yourself in situations where you don't want to be in, and then three, you're not like you're not being the person you want to be. You're being the person that you think other people want
1: you to be. Yeah, and I think this might um, lead into our our second our second topic, which is fear of failure. Yeah, man,
0: I'm going to tell you what. As a white belt, the fear of failure is real, man. It is. It's it's crazy. You think that tap. That someone got you with is you failing as a practitioner. You know what I mean. It it's trial and error in jujitsu at every level. You know, I just saw a video on YouTube the other day of Gordon Ryan in the gi tapping to a brown belt to a knee from a knee bar. Right. It's you're no matter what you're doing, you're you're gonna get tapped at any level. Why we fear failure, it's it's kind of like it's weird to me because yeah. mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's, it is part of the journey, you know? And I think it'll really stunt your growth. Um, I think that was probably a problem I had early on is so worried about getting tapped that I was purely defensive and I wasn't putting myself out there going for submissions. And, um, you know, it probably hurt the game, you know, yeah. like those first couple of years. I just so worried about that tap because you felt like that was a loss, you know, you just yeah. lost. But really, you're losing because you're not trying. You're not trying to get those submissions. You're not putting yourself in those positions. And, you know, that's a really good point.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, you have that fear of, like, not being good enough when you tap. You're like, maybe you just got promoted to blue belt. Maybe you just got a stripe on your white belt, and you feel like a lower belt shouldn't be giving you as hard of a time as they are. But as seasoned blue belts, let me tell you. (laughs) Just because, like, it was, like, right after we got promoted, I felt like I could not give up anything to a white belt because then it was delegitimizing my blue belt. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, um, a four-stripe white belt and a brand-new blue belt are the same person they just one just recently got promoted it's just you know one's I mean? hungrier than the other yeah you know you gotta once you get that blue belt you get a target on your back and then your fear of failure is real yeah you know?
1: yeah i mean i put myself in their shoes you remember yeah. we're like we're white belt struggling trying to get to that blue belt and like hey if i was rolling with a blue belt they were getting 100 percent because yeah. i felt like i needed that so i could get where i needed to be
0: right and not only that but then you know it's you're kind of competing with your peers, even though inside the training room, you shouldn't be competing with your peers, but you should have a competitive element to your roles. And, you know, no one wants to be that guy who's freaking trying hard, you know, putting in, you know, the work a hundred percent. And then you, you're constantly feel like you're failing because you're getting tapped all the time, you know, or even, even not only that, but I think there's other aspects of failure that that go into jujitsu also that are outside of the tap whether it's not learning a technique properly, um, not. I don't know, like just not gaining the knowledge or being a slower learner than others. I feel that is also an aspect of, you know, the feeling of failure that people go through, John, right? Like, cause you have, you've admitted you, you're a slower One, learner.
1: Yeah. 100%. You know, it takes me a while to get that conceptual stuff, you know, yeah. and I'm like, man, but once I get it, I'm fine. You know, it just, it takes a while. I'm, I'm not as sharp as some people are when it comes to like body movements and tying it in together like that. And It used to not be that bad. Maybe it's you know when I had that stroke that might have affected it a little bit. You know I have a harder time. You know definitely going with the dumb side of the body as everyone calls it. (laughs) You know, but you know I'm honest with it. I don't. It doesn't bother me when I'm in class. If I got a question, I have no problem stopping it and asking something dumb. Today's
0: episode of Elbows Tight Podcast is brought to you by the Amino Coat. John, go ahead and tell the listeners at home a little bit about Amino Co.
1: So I'm using Heal. uh, It's to help with recovery. It's 100% science backed. What I like about it is it triggers lean muscle growth and repair four times more efficiently than any other protein source. It reduces muscle atrophy and improves physical function after surgery. It helps maintain a healthy inflammatory response by acting mTOR. Um, I highly recommend everyone go to AminoCo, look it up online, check out the science back details, it's all there. So far, I really like it. It tastes great, it mixes easy, and uh, I'm looking forward to using it for a couple months.
0: If you guys want to check out Heal and check out the science, go to amino.co.com/elbows-tight. Once again, that is amino.co.com/elbows-tight, and use code elbows-tight at checkout for 30% off every new purchase. Does get a free gift as well. Thank you, Amino Co, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a progress. You can't you can't look at your journey and think when you first start you're gonna be this world champion, amazing at everything unless you have, you know, you're a D1 wrestler, you've right. been an athlete your entire life, you know, you've you've had some sort of grappling experience outside of jiu-jitsu. If you're just the average person like John and I, who's this is like your first real martial art that you've actually dedicated yourself to, you fell in love with, the you should not fail tapping, you should not fail ask or you should not fear tapping, you should not fear Asking questions, you should not fear like you're 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 a failure because you're not grasping something that your coach is teaching you. Like everyone's different, you know. My fear of failure in jujitsu is is not living up to my standard of where I feel like I should be, right? And that's so subjective. That is so anecdotal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's honestly something very stupid. But I'm honest with myself if if I'm like, man. I don't understand this and I probably should. And, you know, then I start getting self-conscious about it and I'm like, I'm like, am I a failure? Like, or if you take time off, Oh yeah. Oh yes. man. What you want to talk about fear of failure? Oh, talk like, about rough. man.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm feeling that right now. It's really, I mean, it's been a good solid pretty much year. I was barely on the mats, maybe two or three times. So going back, you know, I know I'm going to get tapped often. Doesn't bother me in the least. Uh, you know, I'm coming in, I'm looking stupid, Coach is gonna grab me to show something, I'm not gonna remember it. You know, and it's gonna come back to me. It's just gonna take time. But I just think um you're learning something brand new and it's not an easy sport. If it was no. everyone would do it. Uh the retention in it's not the greatest because it's difficult. You know, yeah. you just gotta keep going. For me, what I perceive as a failure for jujitsu is if I just don't go. I yeah. need to go. Oh man, that's a good point. That, yeah, that's, that's a really good for one. Me. I'm failing if I don't go.
0: Yeah. And then like how do, you, how do you overcome your fears, right? Like, whether it's in the moment. I mean, failure to me becomes very real also, that feeling of failure. When, when I'm, like, I'm in a position and I'm like, holy crap, what did I just do to get here? Like, I rolled with Cody the other night, and he was just smashing me. And rightfully showed, so, Cody's 6'5", 220 pounds, Nat amazing athlete brown belt right and he I was just there was absolutely nothing I could do to give him a challenge that night and I felt like a freaking failure afterwards man I was so frustrated uh once again because I felt like I would I should have been giving him a harder time and it's it was unfair to me so how how do you combat something like that John
1: Ooh that's a good question um I think the way i try to combat my failures is for one i try to hold myself accountable so i'll mention to you what i'm trying to do yeah i'll say it on the air i'll talk to people in the gym i'll make commitments like hey you know can i come in at 3 30 anybody want to yeah. train earlier and that's how i try to do it um uh, because i you know i like to i like to be a man of my word if i say i'm going to do something i'm going to do it and i'm i'm just honest in the gym you know like uh I feel like if other people know what my goals are, it helps me stay accountable. And like I said, for me, failure is just not being there. Yeah. So I feel like with that added pressure, it makes sure I'm there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel like failure is a negative thing in your journey. You are going to fail. Like it is one of those things. You have to accept it and learn from your failures. Everyone fails. Like whether it's, they fail at giving up a position, whether they fail at um, winning a tournament, showing up, you're gonna, you're gonna fail. But it, it should not, you should have, I, let, let me say it like this, like, you should feel some kind of way about failure, whether it's like you don't want to fail or you're accepting of failure. You should not be okay with failure in a sense because you want to improve. You shouldn't be to the point to where I don't really care if I win or lose, right? Because then you're not going to progress. The The feeling of, the fear of failure is good in a sense of like, you should want to try to not to fail, but you should be accepting
1: of failure when it happens. Yeah. This isn't a, a finite game. This, yeah. This is, it never stops. So once yeah. you're, once you're on this jujitsu journey, there is no end. Yeah. So I don't even know if you could really fail it. You just might have a slow progression. And the only way you would actually fail is if you stopped doing jiu Ooh, that's
0: a good point. Blue Belt blues are a real thing. You quit at Blue Belt, you know. Hey,
1: <laughs> look, I've come real close, you know, a couple times. You know, it's, it's, it's having friends and, and staying involved. And, you know, that'll continue to help you get over that.
0: Yeah, which leads into our, our third one and the final one for this episode, which is great because that feeling of physical challenges that you went through, John, right? You know, BJJ requires a certain level of, like, fitness and mobility and a lot of those out there are you know out of shape or they have physical limitations like john when he w- came back from surgery and it could be like a, a real challenge for those people to one get into jiu-jitsu or to get back into jiu-jitsu right john
1: uh yeah 100 percent. you know when you <laughs> when you're working out and you've been doing it for a while and you, and you get in shape you want your jeans are fitting good your cardio is great And you're like, man, I can have that cheeseburger and fries. And then you you get back onto this. And then you realize a year later, you're right back to where you were in that horrible shape. And now you got to rebuild all over again. Yep. That's how it feels for me in jiu jitsu right now. Um, It's like Travis will tell you, he sees I'm dying. The cardio is just, if it's a full five minute roll, I am gassed at the two minute mark. And, uh, you know, I understand it's completely from being off the mats and, it's a huge challenge. You just got to, God, the tools to overcome that for one is rolling. And yeah. I'm so glad that they're incorporating the roles into the class now, because I feel like if it's just a regular class, you know, they get the option. Hey, if you want to roll afterwards, you can. I would most likely bounce Yeah. <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah. But it's like, Hey, three roll minimum. Well, now I'm gonna do the three rolls because you said it's the minimum and I'm going to do yeah. them and I'm going to die. What do you think?
0: I think physical limitations is, is a real thing and I feel like it's the fastest thing to go when yeah. you take a break from jujitsu, whether it's physical limitation of like mobility, whether it's understanding or implementing techniques, your physical attributes are gonna be one of the first ones to go. Just like if you were to like so what I try to what I try to tell Loradell, because Loradell was like a, a pretty big bodybuilder when we first started um dating. And she took some time away from the gym. She takes, you know, we we have, like I mentioned earlier, we have two babies, you know, one's two years old and one's about to be nine months old. And, you know, we just don't have the time to go to the gym as much as we used to and be as fit as we used to, be as strong as we used to. And that's okay because our priorities are different, right? So we have physical challenges whenever we compare ourselves to who we were into relations of who we are now, because things are going to be different. So where I'm getting at with this is even now, even though I don't work out as much as I used to, my base fitness level or my base jiu-jitsu level is immensely higher than it was when I first started. So no matter what, my base level of my ability in the sport of jiu-jitsu is always gonna be higher than when I first started. You know what I mean? Oh, you have to look sure. at it that way. Like even if you take a break and you feel that you're a failure or you're not doing good because you took this long break, you have to look at who you were even when you first started to who you are when coming back into it. Because the hardest part is just starting and understanding that yeah, you're not going to have the sport specific mobility, you're not going to have the sport specific technique and physicality that you need for jiu-jitsu but you gain it over time and once you start gaining your 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 threshold of like the bare minimum of your body can handle starts to raise as you go more and more so understanding that kind of i feel like this is a long-ass tangent but i feel like i'm making sense no no it makes sense for you sure know, you, you just gotta you gotta understand like there are going to be physical challenges when you first start but once you start those physical challenges start to mitigate and become smaller and
1: smaller, right? Yeah, I'd say a month or two uh, of going two to three times a week. You're going to be so much better than you were that, that first week. I mean, you probably won't even realize it, but you will months down the road when you see where you're at. Yeah, and if you know
0: you have these physical challenges like mobility, mobility is not permanent. You know what I mean? Like a lack of mobility is not permanent. You can do things to gain mobility through stretching yoga. Um, there's what the BJJ for yoga is if you use code FWB, yeah, yeah. you get you get 40% off. Shout out to Adolfo. Yoga
1: for rocks, it's yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> I've used that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. So um,
0: you know, there's things out there that can help you with your 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 concerns with your physicality. You know, if if your fitness level isn't where you're supposed to, go listen to our episode with Kieran Lefebvre. We talk about, you know. The ways to improve your fitness in jiu-jitsu, right? And one of the be- the best way is to do jujitsu. You know, if you fear if you fear that you're not in good enough state shape to start jujitsu, uh I I hate to tell you, but you're not. And right. you never will be until you start jujitsu. There is no amount of Tramilis. training beforehand <laughs> that's gonna get you ready no. for what jujitsu does, unless you wrestled. That's that's different. Then you then you're gonna have a different kind of gas tank. But even then, we see it all the time. Like wrestlers come in and then they're going 100 percent
1: balls to wall, and the guy that they're rolling with is like,
0: da, 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 da. <laughs> you yeah.
1: Know? So yeah, I think you'd have to uh, also wear one of those oxygen masks. Yeah, you know, deprive you, and then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> go climb mount everest and that'll pr- help prepare you for the jiu jitsu cardio.
0: I don't I don't think so. I think what you would have to do is you would have to wrestle chimpanzees yeah, for yeah, years for sure. or bears. You have to be Khabib Nagamedov, and you have to go wrestle bears in order to have a a fitness before joining a grappling art, you know. These, yeah, yeah, these...
1: just don't let fitness stop you. Yeah, Like you're going to get it. The it's really hard to try to prepare yourself for the fitness level in jiu jitsu.
0: Yeah because it, it it even changes with techniques and your ability, right? Your fitness level when you first start compared to when, you know, you are a little bit more seasoned, it's going to be completely different. That's okay because you there's always room to improve when it comes to mobility, whether it comes to your cardio or whatever. So Don't fear, don't feel that you're like, it's not going to be good enough because you're always going to be improving it. There's, there's, it's, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect at jujitsu. You're never going to be perfect for jujitsu. So just take the leap.
1: Yeah. If I, and yeah, when you say it that way, what it makes me think about is your only tool when you first start is going to be survival. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is you're going to be using all of your energy frantically trying (laughs) to survive. Right. Right. And then after a month or two, instead of wasting all that energy, you're going to have a couple tools in your toolbox to survive. And you're going to go, instead of me just being wild and using all that energy, I can now do these things. I can frame, I can pose, you can do all these other things that require less energy. And that's where you're going to start seeing that you're, you're saving some of that uh, cardiovascular energy, you're not as tired, and then you're slowly going to progress with the more tools you get, and then you're not using as much energy.
0: Yeah, and that's what's so funny too, is because when when you first start and you start rolling with like a a seasoned blue belt, right? And how many times I like I mentioned a couple a couple of, a while ago is my favorite thing to do is to roll with people and then have them like trying, you know what I mean? And then me get up and like, hey, good roll, man, and just like walk <laughs> away, and they're like, uh, uh, you know, and yeah. that's like that's like something that's so fun to me because you know those looking back, I was like, I know how he feels. Mm -hmm. I know how I was in incredible shape and I was still feeling the same way he was, you know, I, I I hate sound like a broken record, but you know, young fit Travis for starting off in his white belt days was the best shape of his life. And it meant absolutely nothing. Right. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It helps because I feel like it's more confidence comes like false confidence comes with you when you are in better shape and you come join jujitsu but it 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 doesn't help in the point of actually translating into murder yoga. <laughs> you know what? Billy
1: deserves a medal for dealing with us when we first started. That poor guy. I preach. Yeah, like you know, ten white belts just tearing. Try to try to he take was his like head like the only off. blue belt there. We were trying to kill him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel bad for Billy because that that was definitely an experience for him. I'm sure. Oh man, god, so. I can imagine. But, hey, those are those are the first three things. Uh, just to recap, you know, the number one was the fear of being injured. It's a real thing. You have to trust yourself. Trust your partners. Pick your partners correctly. You know, those that, that's how it's going to work. Number two was what, John?
1: Fear of failure. Um, just remember, in my opinion, you're not, not failing as long as you're going. Yeah. Um, just try to learn from uh, the techniques. Uh, put yourself out there. Don't be too defensive and I don't think you can fail as long as you're there.
0: That's right. Failure is only when you don't show up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then number three was physical challenges. They are real. You're not gonna be in good enough shape for jujitsu before you start. Just accept that, understand that, and just start. Because you're that's the only way you're gonna get in shape for jujitsu is by doing jujitsu. Absolutely. You know, so don't let your physical attributes, your physical limitations, your mobility stop you from starting your journey because you're gonna look at it when you first start and you're like, why did that take so long like this is this is incredible you know and you'll have a support system there to help with those physical challenges also and showing you ways to overcome them so those are our, the first three um let us know what you guys think of them let me know let us know how you guys overcame these three fears if you even felt these three fears before starting and then how you overcame them so John, you got anything else that's it All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll catch you later. Peace.